Good morning, Rabbi Isai. How's everybody doing? All right. Today's cheer is being sponsored uh, a very pleasant surprise by my stepbrother. I had the chutzpah to not call him when he had a baby a couple of days ago. I heard about it. Sponsored by Ari and Adi Kirshner. So I don't know if it's like a shtach, I hope not. It's like, but he's telling me, I'm still watching the shir, Eli. That's what he's saying. In honor of the birth of our daughter, Rivka Alexandra. So Mazel Tov Ari. You should see a lot of nachas from her and all your children. Today's shir is sponsored by Naftali Rishol for his mother's yard side. Gimel of the Liba Bas Mordechai Mendel, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. We love having you, Rabbi Naftali Shkoyach. Ah, it's great to see you on the screen. It was even better in person. So, a bunch of emails here. We're not going to read all of them, don't worry. <clears throat> this is very touching to me. I just want to go through, real quickly, just in the last few days, the last two, three days, David Address sent me a song that he composed, wrote the music to, and put a video to that we'll show after the nine days about the shir, it's about the yoimi, it's about the yoimi, it's very catchy, very moving that a person will go through all that work and resources and everything. Leon Welcher, not only does he do the app and he's involved with the app every single day, he put together this whole collage from the shir, from the, from the end of brachas through Shabbos, a whole thing. We'll show that during the Siyam Bezer Hashem. Also, very touching. Two nights ago, knock on the door, a box of $500 worth of svarim from Yossi Klein from Muncie. So it's these things. Today, I get this email. Listen to this. Moshe Hirsch. He's on Zoom every day. He's the guy that holds his baby, has that nice blonde beard, holds his kid all the time. First of all, thank you for everything. All the effort into the shear, explaining it so clearly, making excellent charts. A couple of days ago, Yeshua posted things about the shear and wrote that everyone should post it on their status. So I decided, why not? Right away, I got a response from my brother. I tried to get him to join, but so far it didn't work yet. And then unexpectedly, someone else I know asked me about it. After some back and forth, he told me to remind him about it when we finished Shabbos. That's the Yitzhahara, obviously, you know. This got me thinking of an idea. Listen to this. Oh, here's Ramayish, I see him. We don't recognize you without your child. You're not a, you have to pick up your child. If anyone, and in parentheses, besides Yeshua, because he's the ultimate missionary, he calls himself, gets someone to join the shear, I will sponsor one day of the shear. In other words, he's paying $100 to anybody who could get anyone else. So if Naftali Ritual gets someone to, to come join the shear, Moshe will sponsor $100 to the shear. This is up to five people, one per person. So he's, he wants to put out $500 so that you guys could bring five people to the shir. That's his idea. Just people want to do for the shir. It's unbelievable. I don't have the money. It might take five months. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to this. It's unbelievable. If anyone gets someone to come, contact the daft team, daft team and they'll contact me. Thank you, Moshe Hirsch, to the daft team. Thank you for everything. If this is not okay, please tell me. So Yishkoyach Moshe Hirsch for thinking and doing Take him up on it, Rabbi Make him pay. Make him pay. Dear Rebelli, my name is Micha Holzer. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I listen to Eight Minute Daf on my way to work. It is Makadish, my drive, my whole day. 
and my whole day. The clarity and the presentation helped the holy words penetrate into my neshama. I agree with all sentiments of the emails that you read during the daf. I'd like to join your seam on Shabbos. I've never gotten this far in the daf, and the daf helped me stay positive and kept my family and I going through this whole current kufa, which started around daf ches and Shabbos. Again, I've never gotten this far in the daf, and the daf helped me stay positive. He's speaking for a lot of people here. And kept my family and I going through this whole current kufa, which started around Avches and Shabbos, continued being lahagdil toyu lahadiro. I hope he means that he wants to host in Cincinnati, because we need Cincinnati. It would be great to have Cincinnati, Ohio. All right, the rest will have to be a different day. Yes. Uh, I'm, official is matching Moshe Hirsch's offer. So that's 10 people now. Wow, okay. Well, it's great to offer money. The trick is getting people. Getting these people to pay. You have to have a Yitzhahar and a Taiva to get Fischl to shell that cash. Get Moshe Hirsch, who Nebuch, it's going to take him a while to pay up, make him suffer. That's, that's what's Geschmack here. All right, listen to this. Oh, so we only have two or three, depending on Cincinnati, two more updates. Joey Saznik from San Francisco. Here's an interesting one. Yoichanon at Keverachal. He wants to do the Sima Kever Rachel. So if he's doing the Sima Kever Rachel, we need somebody at the Kaisel. And that will, literally, that will be unbelievable. Okay. Today, I can't believe I'm going to be saying this. Today is Daf Kuf Mem, 140. David Feinberg reminded me yesterday, it was a kind of, I forgot about it again. We just did, we accomplished 200 Daf together from the beginning of Brachas. 200. It's not a small number. Today is Daf Kuf Mem. Says the Gemara, we're holding the last words on Daf Kuf Lamitazon base. Vinoisnim baits of Msananets, you could put an egg right through a strainer. Tony Rabyakov, Karcha. I hope it doesn't mean the bald Rabyakov. Lafishe noisinoisa elegovin. I didn't notice it, like as a Yaakov Karcha, but that usually means the bald one. So you're in good company. <coughs> yeah. Lafishe noisinoisa elegovin. Why is this okay? How can you do Bayer on Shabbos? And Yisrael was asking me yesterday, Yisrael Goldstein from Bar Park. How do you, so the Gemara says, it's the Govan, it's for coloration purposes. What's the Pshat? The Pshat is, Rashi says, it's Eichel and Eichel. Over here Rashi says that the yolk, the yellow, goes into the mustard. You want it to be nice and yellow. Oh, mustard, here, I have some mustard if you want to see. This is what mustard seeds look like. So I want it to be yellow, like a yolk. Could you do that on Shabbos? Yes. Because there's no tsoiveya when it comes to food. Um, so it's just interesting that over here Rashi says that the, the white remains in the sifter. The yolk goes down. When we learned the sugya earlier, Rashi says they both eventually go down. It's oichel ba'oichel. What's the pshat over here? Is it, we learned oichel ba'oichel is also a problem. To take... A sack from a sack in a pile of, of sacks, you can't do that. But when it comes to, we're not eating it. This is for dyeing purposes. So in dyeing, there's no buyer really. Okay, the, I believe that the Mishnah Buru and the Bir Halacha brings down that over here it's considered too psoilusim because it ruins, it's not, not something you eat, it's psoilusim, fine. Says the Gemara, top line in the Kufman, Itmar. One second, what happened to my thing? Never good. 
Okay. Nishkut. You're going to have to remind me. Now there's going to be a lot of... I just had it. Did it fall? Hold on. Sorry. You're going to have to point the whole time. Tanya. No, yeah. No, wrong dot. You see, I'm already lost. Itmar. Chadu Shaloshu Merev Shabbos. Now we're going to be talking about Lisha. The Sugi of Lisha. Needing tuna fish, egg salad, needing something. So you started the process on Friday. Lomachar, on Shabbos, you can use a nice fork, mush it up, but not with your hand. What is going on? With your hand. So now, Rashi explains that with your hand, it's a lot better. You get it, you get into it, you, you, you mix it up real good. But Shmuel is wondering what? People use their hands and then they serve the food with their hands. It might be a little better, the mix, but that's not a proper way to eat. You know, I, just, I was just thinking about this, the famous, famous Maisa. There was a, a, a piece of kugel left over in the shul, and everybody wanted the kugel. Famous Maisa, but we've got to say it. haven't said it in a long time. So there was a fight. Who's going to get the kugel? So this is in a, a Yakisha place. A bunch of uh, German yakis. So they decide, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to turn off the lights and whoever gets the kogel gets the kogel. So they, one, two, three, they turn off the lights and all of a sudden you hear a scream, ah! They all turn on the lights, they see a chassid going for the kogel and a, like 35 forks right in his hand. See, even in those days, they used forks, they were proper, it's okay. Elo I'm sorry, Yisrael, I had, I had to say it. Elo so no, it's the reverse. You could use your hands on Shabbos, that's the Shinoi, but you cannot use a fork. Now, Rabbi Isai, I'm telling you right now, Yisrael is still smiling. Your head will, will probably spin from this Gemara. It's back and forth, forth and back, and it's not complicated. It's the halach is like, you know, the halach is like, itmar amar, echad you're not allowed to do it with your hand. You're not allowed to mix up the, the mustard with, your, with a kli. Rabbi Yechonon Omar, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, Mutar. Rabbi Yechonon initially says, it's great. You could do it with a kli, you could do it with your hands. Rabbi Loza says, you, you can't do anything. Abayi Berova, the Amrit Harvayu, Eina Lachak Rabbi Yechonon. Abayi Berova, hear this psaq from Rabbi Yechonon, that you could use your hand, you could use a fork. No, you can't use either. Kham Rabbi Yechonon, Beshit Sidi Rabbi Lezer, or Lazar. Rabbi Yechonon, one day, Retracted everything. He goes back to Reb Lazar. He says, "You're not allowed." Come Reb Lazar. Then the next day, Reb Lazar got up. He retracts his shita. Bishit said the Shmuel. He says, "With your hand, you're allowed to. Not with a fork." Come Are you confused already? They come. They both say, Now the new Reb We like the new and improved version two of Reb Yochanan that it's mutter. Fine. Even the Abayo Abayo's mother, the famous stepmother, she made him, she, she, she tried to mix it up. On, now, there's a process again. You pour in the water, Erev Shabbos, you mix it, but you want to make it nice and smooth on Shabbos. He wouldn't eat from it. The Visu de Ze'iro, the wife of Ze'iro, Abdullah le Ravchia bar Ashi 
Now, here's the question worth only 5,000 points, because everybody should know this. Why is the wife of Zeira making food for Rebchia Barashi? Oh, Noam knows the answer. Because in the Fkuftes we learned that the Rav Nisim Gain on the side says that they were actually married. She's just called the wife of Zeira because she used to be, she's famous for being the Galadar's wife, but she eventually married Rebchia the Talmud. And she said the same thing on the in a different thing. I made your Rebbe food. What's going on with you? It's good enough for your Rebbe. Why is it not good enough for you? You're firmer than him. Bringing up the old husband. Classic. I was there standing in front of the Ravina. And he was boichesh. He mixed the whole thing with the stalk of garlic. I understand that in Israel, they used to sell garlic with the stalk. Even Erev Pesach HaDayim they sell it with the stalk. Ignore everything that you heard until now. This is the way it is. If you start the process of mustard before Shabbos, in other words, like Rabbi Yechanan's original shita. Not that you never heard of this shita, but we're going back to that original one. And you can put in honey. And don't beat it really hard. Do it nice and calmly. Fine. Next. Shachalayim. Cress. You started the process on Erev Shabbos. We're, we're just going to give two more examples of the same idea. It's mustard. It's cress. You put in oil, v'choymetz, and vinegar. And you put in, eventually, as the Gemara is going to explain, it means mint. Don't mix it. Don't beat it. Mix it lightly. Same halach again. Garlic that you crushed, Erev Shabbos. The next day you put beans or split beans. Don't pound it. You just mix it. Now, just halach What is it again for us today? So, the Achrayim say that if you want to make tuna or egg salad on Shabbos, the way to do it is you have to make shinuyim. So you make two shinui. You put the mayonnaise on the, in the kli first. Then you put the tuna on top of it. And then instead of mixing it like you do during the weekday, you do shasivarev. You make like X's in the tuna and in the egg salad. That's what they say. Again, ask your local rabbi. Nobody should rely on any psukim that I say. My amisa, what's this amisa? Ninya. Like they say in Hebrew, nana, mint. I believe Rashi, what was the Lashon? He says, minta, minta. Yeah. So you see from the fact that you're mixing mint into the cress, you see that it does good for the cress. There's a certain wine drink that they made on Shabbos, so the Gemara explains what this is. You make the anoymelin, but not aluntis. Why? Aluntis is more of a refua. People drink it only for health reasons. Anumelin could go both ways, and a lot of people drink it regularly, and therefore it's mutter on Shabbos. What does it mean? 
Animalin, here's the ingredients. Yayin, wine, udvash, honey, upilpil and pepper. Aluntis, yayin, yashon, aged wine. Umayin, slulin, nice, clear water. Bafarsamoin and afarsamoin, balsam. The avdile, lebei, masusa, lemeikar, they do it for the bathhouse to cool people off. You go into that schwitz, you feel like you're fainting, you get cooled off. Omer Rav Yosef, Zim Nechado, Rav Yosef says a Maisa. Alis Basar Marukva Lebeibane, I once followed Marukva to the bathhouse. Kinafki, Asoi, we came out, Ashkin Chamrod Chatkosa, he gave me one cup of wine. Not wine, it means this Alunta stuff. Vechashim Mebinosa Deroshi, I, w- I felt it from my head. Va'ad tufro dechari, until, from my head to my toes, basically. What did I write here? I can't even read my own writing. Fine. Uh, yeah, so, he, it had this cooling effect on him, and he felt it from head to toe. V'ashkin kosa achrino, and if I would have drank one more cup, have a mistafino, I would be very scared. Dilma menakli mischuso da alma da asi. So when I first read this, I thought it meant that he, he would have such hana, he would feel so good about it that it would remove his, he would, he would lose Eilam Haba from having so much hana and Eilam Hazer. But that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says he would be so close to death that he would survive only because of the schusim that he had and that would remove, that would take away from his Eilam Haba. However, the marshal asks, how did Rabbi Yosef know that? He didn't drink the other cup, so how did he know that his neshama would almost fly away and that he would be saved in the last second? He never drank it, and he never came to that point that he would know. And therefore, he brings the toysim shans that does say the pshat that I thought it was. I'm just saying it because I like that pshat. It just felt good to me. Like, if you have too much hana, ba'ilam hazeh, so there's a toysis to rely on it. By the way, I see Reb Aram Mosbacher on my screen. I want to say Shalom Aleichem. I've never seen you live. Mazel Tov on your seam. Brochus. Beautiful. You should go, Michal. I'm happy. I'm proud of you. You said you want to start Erevim, but no, you're doing Shabbos. Beautiful. Beautiful. So this fits in even better with Rashi than the toysim shans. You're telling me that it's so dangerous to drink a second cup, but look, Marukva used to drink it. Marukva, the one he followed to the bathhouse, he drank a lot of this stuff and didn't do anything to him. Or, you could say Tazim Shans, he drank so much of it, he had such what, he was so worried. If you're worried about Menachem Yitzchuyos, why is Marukva not? Shani Marukva the Doshbe. He was so used to it, so it had no effect on him. It wouldn't harm his body physically, it wouldn't take away from his Oilam Abba spiritually, because it was nothing for him, he was used to it. Says the Mishnahin, Choyin Esa, Chiltis Bepoishrim. Chiltis is, I don't know how to pronounce it, Saftida, something like that. I'm sure you guys know how to pronounce it better. Here it is. This stuff. Does it make a difference? No. It's some sort of, uh, I don't know. Anyways, Saftida. Bepoishrim. Why? This is more of a healing thing. This is a refuah. People drink it for refuah. So you can't, what, so we have to remember this word. You're not allowed to soak it in poishrim, warm, lukewarm water. What about cold water? Seems like it's okay. You cannot put it into vinegar, 
I'm sorry, you could put it in vinegar. Why? Because then it becomes food. It's for food purposes, not for refuah. Vein shoylin, it's a karshinim. Okay, karshinim are vetch. It's very uncomfortable. My finger is stuck to my gemara. But it's okay. Vetch is a type of a bean. Now what you want to do is, you want to float, you want to put water there, so all the, the garbage floats to the top. And that's boirer. You can't take the vetch and go like this with your fingers, between your fingers, and rub it and get the, the peel to peel off. You can put it into a sieve, or into a basket, and what happens, happens. What happens in the basket stays in the basket. In other words, we don't care about, it. there's no, there's no, uh, we go like Rip Shimon, the Dovah Shein Miskavin is mutter. I'm not going like this with the sieve. I put it in the basket, some stuff falls on the bottom, not, it's not the end of the world, it's not obsecratia, it's nothing. You can't put straw into a, into a sieve to sift it. And don't put it in a high place. You put it like between shelves, but the bottom is, is, is exposed, and eventually stuff is going to start, the straw is going to separate from the shaft. And that's okay. Sorry. That's not okay. You could put it inside. I have a picture here. Somewhere. So now I just lost my place. There's a picture of a guy here. Here's one picture. You put it inside the kvara. Here's a better picture. You, you put it in, in the sifter, and you go, and you move, you give it to the animal, and then, by that, it's going to sift itself, naturally. But, if it happens, it happens. You take this, a saftira, or whatever it's called, and you do soak it like the Mishnah told you not to. What are you chayev? You chayev a chatos, or you're over in the Rabbanon? Turgumar of Adonor, Nor Shah, Kameh, the Rav Yosef, Shara, if you soak it, chayev chatos, you are chayev adai raisa. Now, we had, if you remember, uh, two daf ago maybe, on Kuflam Lamedzayan Omid Beis, the last line on the bottom, Abai says a very, very similar thing in the same kind of logic. Over there, I'll remind you, he said, and if you hang up a washing cup on a hook, are you over on the oil? He went to the extreme. Over here also, he's going to the extreme. If you take a piece of meat and you soak it, a raw piece of meat, you soak it in water. You're chayev for, for, for soaking. So if you soak these beans also, you're not going to be chayev. So what's the problem with the Rabbanon? It's a, the Rabbanon that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't do something weekday-ish. We were learning the Pshad is not so much weekday, like going to an elevator, but something that would lead you to... Rabbi Yochanan asks his Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan, What about having this chiltus soak in, what's chiltus? Asaftida, in the cold water. Now, if you look at the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, chiltus bepoishim. You're not allowed to soak it in warm water. And we were medayik right away, but in cold water it's okay. Omar lay Osir. So Rabbi the Rebbe says it's Osir. Oh, 
he knew he's going to say Asr, so he, he whips out the Mishnah. It says, with warm water. Why are you telling me cold water is Asr? So he tells him an amazing thing. Then what is the difference between me and you? I'm your Rebbe. What, what do you think? I didn't anticipate this Mishnah. I don't know the Mishnah. Shom the Mishnah is going according to one individual. It says, Do not soak the chiltas in cold water. That's the Rabbim. That's the majority opinion. Single person. In cold water it's mutter. says the Gemara, If a person has heartache, so, he has a chest pain. You use this stuff. I'll tell you a real quick story because everybody thinks, ah, real estate is all fun and games. You just buy a couple apartments and you sit back and you relax. So, in 2008, 2009, as you remember, the, the whole world came to a screeching halt. The whole economy fell and everybody was suffering a lot. One day, I get in the mail that my 2,000 apartments that I bought in 2005, the real estate taxes went up. But they didn't go up 10%, 20%, 30%, 100%. So if they were $1 million a year, it was $2 million. And it started a whole process where I, I started fighting with the city. Had You have the chutzpah, they sent somebody. It, was just, it, turned, it out, turned out to be a big scam. But during that kufa, I would wake up in the middle of the night, literally with heart palpitations. I thought I'm losing my property. It was, it, was, it was terrible. I would wake up, I felt chest pain, so I ran to a heart specialist. I'm saying this lechizuk for other people, because I, I, people told me about this. I go to the heart specialist, I tell him what happened, and he starts laughing. He checks my heart, and he's laughing. And he tells me, listen, I moved offices. I used to be here in this building, I moved here. And when I did so, I had this exact same thing as you. I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would feel my heart pumping, I felt chest in my pain. He says, it's all in here. It's all in your head. You're 100% healthy. Your heart is perfect. I went home. I never had chest pain in my life, Baruch Hashem, from that, just from those words. It was all in my head. Your head can create this pain. I'm not suggesting that this Gemara is saying that it's a placebo or something, but maybe, who knows. If you have this chest pain, you drink this, this cup, bye-bye chest pain. Ravachar by Yosef, Chosh b'yukra delibo. Ravachar by Yosef had chest pains. Go drink this three days in a row. Three, three, three amounts of, of, of money, whatever, a certain weight, three days. Ozal, he started the dose right away. It happened to be a Thursday. Ozal, Thursday, Umal, Shabbos, and Friday. What do I do now with my third dose? It's on Shabbos. Are you allowed to take medicine on Shabbos? You could drink as much as you want of this on Shabbos. So, some people make a mistake based on this Gemara and they say, oh, if you start uh, antibiotics before Shabbos and you're three days, it's like going on a boat. So, if you're three days before Shabbos, then you can continue doing it, you continue. So, says the Gemara, that's not true. I had a problem 
Could you drink it or not? Could I soak it? I had a story, mamish with myself. I didn't know the answer. You could soak it in cold water. So you could soak it in cold water. But the problem is, cold water doesn't do anything. I need to warm it up a little bit. So I put it in the sun. What? Like Rabbi Yossi, who the Allah is not like him? No. Because we just said, Allah is not like him. Rabbi Yossi is a yachid, right? We said, uh, I'm the Rebbe, Rabbi Yossi knows the Allah. It's Aser, Aser, Aser. Who, the, the person that said it, it's Rabbi Yossi, is a Das Yachid. What, so she's telling me that you're allowed to put it in cold water like, like a Das Yachid? The person that says it's Aser when you never drank before. He started the dosage on Thursday and Friday. It's very dangerous to stop the dosage. Oh, so if you're taking antibiotics or whatever medicine it is, and if you stop taking it, it becomes dangerous to your body, then you can continue. But if you're taking something that's not dangerous to stop, then there's no heter from this, based on this Gemara to continue on Shabbos. So Rav Bar Yosef was on the shoulders of the very famous Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, his nephew. When we pass by Rav Safra's house, please let me go in there. He brought him in there. So he asked Rav Safra, Could I rub the way it worked then? Stuff came out of the laundry. Uh, if you, uh, you live in Eretz Yisrael, you put your laundry on the porch to dry, you get back a, a board. It becomes stiff like a board. So you had to, like, the linen, you had to rub it out to make it softer. Are you allowed to do that on Shabbos? Is he trying to soften it up? Perhaps he's trying to whiten it out. He's trying to soften it out. It's 100% mutter. My boy, what did you ask the rabbi? And he said, it's okay. So why don't you ask him about a suda you put over your head? Something more relevant. I already asked somebody else called Ravuna. And he told me it's Asur. That's how most Rishonim learned. So if you knew that a suda is Asur, so then you should have, then you should have Made the equation to a shirt. Over there, it looks like you could see that the, the white is, is much better on the on the on the kerchief on the on the suda that you put around your head, and uh, therefore it looks more like that's what you're trying to do, and that's why it's also. This shirt. The way it worked, instead of having a hanger, they had a piece of wood that went from side to side on the shirt. But this piece of wood was not designated to hold on the top. If you want to remove the shirt, now the stick, which is muktza, why is it muktza? It's a very strong muktza, has zero purpose. It's not a real hanger, it's a piece of twig you found in your backyard. So it's Muxim Now if you're going to move that Muxim as you're removing the shirt, that's okay. 
Tanya mimena asr. But to remove the stick, which is muksa machmas gufai, out of the shirt is asr. Amarava v'imkli kivayhu. But if it's uh, a weaver's stick, in other words, it's a professional stick that somebody has in his ha- in his shop. So that's real mukta. That's a klishim alachta leiser. Oh, klishim alachta leiser is different than muksa machmas gufai. A stick, a stone, a piece of dirt is inherently mukta. You can't move it. Let'sarich mekaymay. But since this is Muktzah, Klishim Lachtelisser, it's Klishim Lachtelisser, so it's Mutter to move when I need its place. I need to get my shirt. I'm allowed to move it. Omrav Chizda, Hai Kishta, the Yarko, these herbs. Humans cannot eat it. This is who's going to eat herbs? But it maybe an animal will eat it. So you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. Otherwise, it's also, even though it's food, but it's not edible food. Non-edible food is mokta. Omrav Khibrash Yumarab. One second. Let me just see what's going on here for a second. Larry Pearl, Yosef Erman. Yosef, my twin. Moshe Hamburg. <laughs> Robert Links. Finally I see his face. Because after after the year is over, he immediately turns off his screen. Ah, chutzpah. It's beautiful to see your face. Yishkoyach. Omarav Khibrashi Omarav. Hai Talia de Bisro, you take a piece of salted meat, you know, like uh, in Chicago we do this all the time, Romanian sausage hanging from your, from your cabinet handle, you know what I'm saying? You hang the meat, Gishmak is stuff. What is it called? Um, sausage, it has a better name. Salami, you want to dry out that salami, but it's, it's edible. It's meat that's salted, says Rashi. Oh, yeah, I got so excited, I lost the place. Italia the Bishra, sure, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos because it's edible, the chavri, but if you have salted fish, ich, oser, it's not edible. If you sit on a bed that's owned by a couple, it's like your mizana. You're going to have hirurim and it's oser. I'll tell you, by my chasana, in Chicago, I had the privilege of having Ribdon Segal, the famous Ribdon Segal, a big tzadik and chassid, come to my chasana. I was pretty close to him when I was a bachur, when I learned the tifach, etc. So he came to my chasana. But he insisted that we buy him a brand new mattress. And there's a tzadik, Reb Tzvi Kamenetsky, he lives now in Toronto, I believe. He went out and bought him a mattress, brought it to the hotel, a whole maisa. He wouldn't sleep on a mattress that somebody else slept on. Maybe because of this Gemara. Vilad Milsi, the Gemara says, you don't have to worry about this. Says the Gemara. Now, we're going into the Gemara of Rav Chizda. Now, if you, if you recall, we had enough pay bays that Rav Huna tells his son, Rabbah, I want you to go learn by Rav Chizda. And Rabbah says, are you kidding me? Rav Chizda, all he does is he gives us advice. He doesn't teach us tire. What's going on? Rav Huna says, what kind of advice does he give? He says, he t- tells us how to go to the bathroom. Don't push hard. Da, da. He says, Adi Rabbah, beautiful. He's teaching you how to live. You should go to him. And Rav Chizda over here, short to his his reputation, he gives us many eitzos on different levels, all the way from how to buy vegetables to ishos. Some are in a mashal, they're all in mashalam. I'm going to say some in mashal. So he says like this, So he's talking to his Talmidim, Barbeirav, a Talmud, the Zobin Yarko, who's buying vegetables, Lizabin Ariko. He should always buy the long ones. Kisha, Kikisha. When they sold vegetables, like to imagine in our days, we have a rubber band. They're all the same size. 
So all your vegetables are going to have the same circumference when you're in the shop. But the difference is, he says, look at the length. If you want to get the most out of your money, the, the biggest bang for your buck, go for the long ones, because the, 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 the circumference is going to be the same. Vorkum emela. So I ask you, what, the Talmidim are, they need Rav Chizda to tell them this, how to buy vegetables, long, short. So, like everything else, I'm just going to say one for the whole sugya. Chassam Soifer has, he goes through every single one, but on this one he says, for instance, the Gemara is telling us that if you're a Talmud Chacham, and you're, you became Chashiv, and you got the covered, you have to knock yourself down. Get rid of that gaiva. Even if HaKadosh Baruch gives it to you and you deserve it, accept it, but also remember to be humble. He goes through all arichas, but then he says, and you'll get arichas yamim for that. And when you buy reeds, you should buy the long ones. It's always the same with, and then you'll get the long ones for free. If you don't have enough bread, don't eat vegetables, because vegetables increase your appetite, you don't have what to, 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 to wash it down with. When I was poor, I didn't eat vegetables. When I go to the smorgasbord by a wedding, you never go for that vegetable stuff. You just stuff your face with, with meat. Because I didn't have what to eat afterwards. Why waste your stomach on vegetables when you can stuff it with meat and fish and sushi? If you don't have enough bread, don't be the one making our mighty, giving our bread to everybody. Why? You won't have it, you won't be able to do it. I wouldn't break bread until I felt the entire basket and saw that we have enough. You have enough to give everyone. This is very interesting, depends on how you learn this sugya. If you have enough money to buy barley bread, spelt, whatever that other thing is, and you buy the expensive stuff, the nice wheat, this is very relevant to today. A lot of people, they spend beyond their means. Whether it's a beautiful car to show off and a nice house, it's beyond their means. If you do that, you're wasting. It's If you drink beer, and I'm sorry, if you could drink beer, and instead you drink expensive wine, over mishum So Mechavrusa was very excited that I should remember to say this over. So I got to say this over. He reminded me three times. The Marsha says over here, the famous Rav Papa, and I mentioned it yesterday, would sell beer. Says the Marsha. The Marsha was by, the, the, the Republic was biased. He wanted people to buy beer. So he says, don't drink wine because you're even baltashchis. Says the Rashash, Rabbinah Shalaylam. How could the Marsha talk like that? Oh, and then he says, listen to this. We had the sugya. Rabbi Yossi said that if you are accused of something and it didn't happen to you, you're going, whatever, you get the big schar. So then we said, Pshat is, Either the story when he went up a ladder and somebody accused him and he almost fell and died and somebody accused him of not giving tzedakah, or when he sat down on a bed and there's a dead baby underneath. So he says, now I understand, there's an upshot. People were saying what the marsha said. 
that he accused him of being biased. And he wasn't biased. He's telling you the, the honest truth. Beer is no, if you could afford beer, drink beer, otherwise you're even about tashchez. Beautiful. I love this line. So does Mendi. You got to worry about your body before you worry about your wallet. Beer is not healthy for you. Wine is healthy. Says If you're washing your hands from my machroinim and they used to use oil to wash it down, but you don't have oil, you should use water from a a, a disgusting pit that has the barber rav the zovin umtza. If he if he, the, he can't afford this this he's a tamad chacham he can't afford meat lezabin umka by the neck this way plus amina bisra it has fat it has the lean stuff and has sinews it has all three you'll taste because baruch put in the neck enough for you to taste it all vomer of chizda barber rav the zovin kitunusa if you buy a shirt I'm giving you good advice. Don't buy a bunch of shirts and all the time, buy one really good one, quality. Buy the most expensive one. And wash it every 30 days. Wow, can you imagine sweating in it for 30 days in Bavel? Oh, whatever, air, no air conditioning. So every 30 days, be very makbid. Wash it at least once every 30 days. I promise you, it will last you for 12 months. Money back, guarantee, come back to me if it doesn't work. My Kitunusa, why is it called Kituna? Kita, no. I'll put you in the upper class. Don't sit down on a hemp thing because it will ruin your clothing. Don't, they, you know, the, the, the guys, the, the Shiva Bacharim used to sleep by different families. Don't let her do your laundry because the Lav Oirech Aro it's not nice. Maybe she'll see a carry, she'll be grossed out from it, and the relationship will change. So, Rav Chizda, his famous father in law, he was son in law, Rava. And Rami Bar Chama, he had Gdoyle Adora's son in laws. And he's telling his daughters marital advice. A lot of Chas and Shmuzin come from this how to act with your husband. To have it Sneon, you should be very Tsunua. You should act feminine in front of your husband. Don't fress in front of him. Bread, whatever it is, will be grossed out. Don't eat vegetables at night. Bad bread. Causes diarrhea. Not good for the stomach. Don't relieve yourself. Don't go to the bathroom in front of him. Or that later on he'll see it. will be grossed out. And when somebody knocks on the door, don't say who he is. Who she is. In other words, in Aramaic it makes sense, in English it doesn't sound very good, but the point is, don't use, don't be speaking to a, a man when you should be speaking, if your husband hears it, he'll say, what's going on here? What, you're expecting a man to come? Says the Gemara, now imagine this, this is the Golador, Rebbe Yashiv, talking to Rebbe Tzinkanievsky, right before she marries Reb Chaim, and he gives her advice. He's talking about Mikhaim Yisam and he says, and one equals in a muscle to a pearl, and the other is the oven. And he says, you have to play hard to get. Practical advice. So if you allow him access to the pearl, don't allow him access to the other place. And don't allow him the other. Until he, he works up taiva, 
and then it's okay. It says you shouldn't soak the karshinim, these beans. The, the Mishnah is not like this Tana, the Tanya, Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, Oimer, Ein Mashgichim Bekvara Kol Ikar. Even though Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov is Kavanoki, we always pass him Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov, over here, Ein Mashgichim Bekvara Kol Ikar, you don't have to worry about it, the Allah is not like him. Says the Mishnah. Gorfim Milifnei Apetam. When I read this Mishnah, I thought the Mishnah is talking about myself. I went outside the, the other, uh, yesterday, first time after uh, Bidud, I run outside. First person I bump into, a guy from Baskin, says, Eli. Oh my gosh, you need to go on a diet. This bidud. So it says like this, you should not, you're allowed to move the, the hay, the straw that the animal eats, before this animal that you're trying to, how do you say it in English? Uh, no, stuff. You're stuffing an animal. You fill him with all this food. So you're allowed to move, in other words, we're talking about muktzah on Shabbos, what you're allowed to move not, you're not allowed to work too hard on Shabbos, but if it's for the benefit of the animal, he's not going to eat stuff that's disgusting, so you put it to the side. There's the waste on the side, so you want to separate the two. It's also not considered excessive work to take food from one animal, give it to the other. I mean, you're just helping them out over here. Ibailu. Rabbanon, Aresha Pligi, when Rabbanon say it's Aser, are they talking about the first case of sweeping the... Uh, here, we have a picture actually. Here's a guy sweeping the, the food to the side. Now, what is he doing? The, the, the issue and the concern is Ashwiri Gumais. He's straightening out the floor and Tysus points out that he wants to fill in the gaps because he doesn't want the small pieces of food to go into the holes. So he likes the fact that it's nice and smooth. Is that what they're arguing, saying that it's Osir? Oh yeah, save it, Bligi. Always talking about that the food is already muktzah, it's disgusting, it touched the animal, the spit, and therefore they say it's Osir. Oh yeah, Tarvayu Bligi, or on both. You shouldn't be touching the food at all on Shabbos. Over Rav Chizda. The big machloikis is on a trough that is that has no bottom. You see, this guy right over here looks like a woman. Okay, it looks like a coffin. Basically, it has a bottom, but this one is using the ground, the natural ground, as the bottom. So says the Gemara. Machloikis be'ev shakarka, al be'ev shakli. Dere akol mutter. You're allowed to clean it out. You're not touching the ground. Be'ev shakarka mi'ikim l'manda shari. But if it's the ground, who says you could sweep the ground? Hakomashvi gumas. He's smoothing it out. That's boyna. Eli ikmar hachi itmar. On Rav Chizda, machlokes be'evus shalkli. In fact, the machlokes is only in the the coffin-looking one of a be'evus shakarka. But if the ground is karka, the reakol aser because you are being mash ve'gumois. Let's stop here. Rabbi Yisai, have a wonderful Shabbos. Motzi Shabbos, nine thirty. Yishkoyach. And if you know of somebody that wants to join the shear, please have them join. If you know somebody that wants to host a place for the seum, let us know. Aguten Shabbos. Share my life. 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 Share
Everybody can unmute. Ezra, what time is it now? And uh, you can't unmute? Oh, oh, I see people starting to unmute. Baruch Hashem. I want to tell you, Yosanan Akebarachu is my cousin. He's your Talmud? He's my cousin. He's my cousin. Your cousin? Oh, what's his last name? So how come he didn't put his last name? I don't know. Yeah, I live in Beit Very nice. Uh, He's a chef. How do you know? How do you know, Noam? You know? I know. He's infamous. He's infamous. A lot of people know him. You're a fantastic chef. Hey, Michael, what what time is it in Miami? It's the middle of the night over there. What are you doing up? Yeah, 1.30. 1.30 in the morning. Beautiful. Unbelievable. I got to tell you about Avi Mandelbaum, how he gets up every day to listen to the shir after he's up till 3 in the morning. I'm going to read his email one of these days when I get around to it. But it's true. He, Ellie, what, what is the same plan? What's the same plan? Yeah. In terms of what? Food? Location? What? Yeah. What are you going to order with both people? Both stands? How are you linking it together? What's the plan? Well, each place is getting together. Some of them, like, there's already five WhatsApp groups for five different, the, ma- the main places. You know, like Baltimore, New York, Lakewood. Muncie, that kind of thing. So they have their own thing. They're going to get together in one location. They, they are all going to decide on, by themselves about menu and things like that. The New Yorkers already have a menu. They have a party planner. Uh, the Shmelke, I got to tell you this. I'm not joking. I should have told the whole share. Shmelke made a sink in his backyard. They have a photographer. They got. They know what they're doing. They're gonna put us in our place. We think we have these fancy humans. I knew it. these New Yorkers. They have. They live on a different level. It's a whole different stuff. But you gotta be careful, Rabbi Yosef. What did Rabbi Yosef say? He's worried that he's not gonna have Ganeden. Too much. Ga- but it's all. It's all for the seum. It's 